Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. We will kind of pick up around there or shortly thereafter with the doppelganger in the Waffle Crew's custody in their home. Now, my question to you is, uh, what would the Waffle Crew like to do with their captive? Uh, shove them into a closet. <laughs> Pending further discussion. Wait, the, did, do we have a... Are we, we, were using one, we were using one closet for Squidly already, so, like, is there another one? There's a... There's, um, let's see. Closets, closets, closets. There's the private bath off of Paulton's bedroom. There is the privy off of Paulton's bedroom, which is secure and has no windows, so yeah. he could be duly confined there. That's probably the... And then there's another one, actually, um, south of the library study area. Um, uh, oh, yeah. That you can tuck him in that probably sees even less use. and uh, Or so. the turret, too. Uh, yes, but the turret has windows. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. He's also not a great climber. <laughs> As evidenced by the wounds <laughs> he has sustained, proven. he doesn't do very well uh, scaling the outsides of buildings. But no. you, you basically put him in a privy, you shove a, a chair under the door, and he's pretty secure at that point. All right, cool. Great. Um, that's on the yeah. third. That's on the third floor. Got it. So that's the one. So it's like okay, I got it. I got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Strix is also immediately going to go up to Dieth and explain the fact that he stranger face touched her, and that she's cursed. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and that's how that conversation goes. That's what she says. She just walks up and says that. Okay. Uh. And so after hearing that, it's like as soon as he, Dieth hears that he touched her face, uh, Dieth immediately goes, he did what? And immediately walks over, uh, opens up the privy, and then immediately just grabs Plurial by the throat and okay. takes out Gutter. Oh, okay. Did you just leave Strix in the bat like after? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, why is that bad? Am I cursed? Where'd you go? <laughs> So you got Plurio by the throat. Yeah. Gutter drawn. Bolton's like backing him up. Just like, <laughs> yeah, what'd you do? <laughs> yeah, she's Don't worry, like I got holding you, but... up. She was like, if I touch your face, am I not cursed anymore? Don't touch his face. You don't know where it's face. been. Touch no one's face. She touches her face and she's like, Don't What curse. did we just say? You said, don't touch face. I'm sorry, I'm there sorry. There will be no face touching. But I touched my own. <laughs> this is a face touch free zone. She goes uh, to touch your face. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> he just kind of swats away, just like, hmm. 
while this mm-hmm. is while this is going on, Evelyn, you're downstairs, um, and uh, you hear somebody come into the bakery on the ground floor, and uh, knowing since since life has been so precarious today, what with ambushes and whatnot, you are generally concerned. We have a customer. I don't know what to do with customers. Strix, what do I do with the customer? I DM ran away with his sword. Tell them we're closed. We're no, closed. I was told to make money. I run downstairs. We're open. We want your money. We barely use money as it is. We have other stuff to deal with. Strix, you run downstairs and you see that it is Alcorius Stone Marrow, your oh. silent dwarf archmage business partner. And uh, she's holding a letter in her hand and just sort of flapping it in the air and she says, this was on your doorstep. Oh, hello, friend. I talked to the Blackstaff the other day. I think she's mad at me. It appears to be addressed to Evelyn. Oh. I get disappointed for a second thinking that like maybe I can be pen pals with the Blackstaff or something and (laughs) I take it and I'm like, all right, uh, it's good to see you or Corey. Is DF about? (laughs) Uh, I think so. Uh, he ran away with his sword. I think he might be killing our I prisoner. wish to speak with him. Okay. Um, I'll be right back. Uh, just wait here, and I'll just, like, point to the pies. Go ahead and pick yourself out a pie, and I'll go, I'll go grab it. These don't look very fresh. All right. I will get you one from the <laughs> oven shortly. I will, would you like a drink first? I'll go to the tap and be like. No, just DF. Okay, let's put down the drink. It might be a second because he might be killing something. <laughs> I'll just go. I'll just go. remember, I'm old and don't live forever. Why do you say these things? But magic can make you live forever. Wee! And then I run up okay. the stairs. <laughs> uh, so by the time Strix gets up there, uh, Diaz basically like has him up against the wall, like gutter, like pressed up near his throat. In Florio, still in his manacles, mm-hmm. uh, still claiming to be. Uh, Ragnus. Yeah. Fallen's uh, behind him, like, like just doing hype gestures, like, yeah, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What are we gonna do uh, with him? And Ragnus uh, is just uh, probably saying something like, hey, or, or, I'm sorry, I thought this is just how you showed each other you cared. I, I, I could have, sw- I meant no harm of it, I swear. And Dieth is just in like pure rage mode. If I was like, you shut up when you're talking to us. You got it? <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, what, what are we going to do with them? Going to beat uh, them up? <laughs> do you want to beat them up? We should beat them up. Uh, DS will say, we're going to get every single thing that he knows. And after that, if we're merciful, we'll kill him. Ooh, we gonna torture this, Terry. I feel ya. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Strix is like listening to this and she's like, ooh. Uh, you, see, uh, you see Simon standing next to Paul and just like. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, no. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Orcorio was downstairs. She said she wanted to see you, Diaz. I told her that you would probably be killing someone and you might be a little while because of the stranger face touch. Uh, without being like looking back at Strix, like he still just got like Plurio just like slammed up mm-hmm. against the wall, like sword pointed and just goes. Can you ask him if he cursed me? 
You want me? You want me to hold down the fort while you go? Yeah, please. And then uh, right. he'll like, like still grabbing by the throat, mm-hmm. actually like slam him up against the back. <laughs> so like intentionally, so like his head hits the back wall as much as possible, uh, and then Diaz will put his sword his way, take a few breaths to kind of like calm himself down, and then make his way downstairs. Okay. Paul was just like wringing his hands, like, "Ooh, we about to fireboard this one." No, oh, God. Fireboard? <laughs> you go, I got this. Evelyn is just, meanwhile, if you like flashback to Evelyn, there's like elevator music and she's just kind of standing there like. <laughs> I'm sure Strix won't be but a moment. Please make yourself comfortable. Oh, yeah. We so appreciate your patronage. Yeah. Strix would have handed you the letter as well, Evelyn, while you, you were standing there before she ran upstairs. So. Will you excuse me just a moment? I have to uh, respond to some uh, professional correspondence. <laughs> okay, so you, you take your leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just go stand somewhere away so, to uh, read okay. the letter. Uh, make a perception check. That will be... Fourteen. Okay. Uh, the letter is clearly addressed to you at the spires of the morning. Uh, so it must have come to here from there. And, um, and somebody must have just left it outside. And uh, maybe they knocked on the door and you didn't hear them. You're not sure. But you, with a 14, that is enough to recognize that the handwriting on the outside of the envelope is your brother's. And boy, it's been a long time since you've seen that. Oh, <laughs> Evelyn, she goes to just like put it in her pocket <laughs> and then she takes it back out and then she goes to open it and then she's like, and puts it back in her pocket and then she takes it back out and she does this like a few times and finally she's like, Ugh, and she just opens it and reads it. Okay. Uh, as you're reading it, um, some customers, some actual customers seem to come into the shop a little, uh-huh. and just you hear the ringing of the bell over the door, and then they some, come sauntering in. Uh, first, it appears to be two kids, about maybe eight, nine, ten possibly years old, a girl and a boy. You suspect they might be brother and sister or cousins or something because of, there is a, a resemblance between them. Um, but they seem to be roughly the same age. And they're in the company of a tiefling woman, who may be their, obviously not their mother, but um, a guardian or a warden or somebody. And uh, the kids seem to just sort of run in and immediately go to the pies in the counter and start pointing and ogling over the, the goodies under glass. The tiefling woman kind of looks around, looks across at Alcoria and kind of gives her a hard gaze. And this tiefling woman has a pipe that she's been smoking and she's wearing a red kimono with a sash tied around the waist, and she's got knitting needles stuck in the hair that sprouts up from between her horns. And you can see her face is sort of locked into what you imagine is a perpetual frown built on years of scowling, probably at young children. And she has tucked under her other arm what appears to be a box with a clasp, a long, thin box, which you think might hold 
maybe a musical instrument or something else fairly small and portable. Uh, you're not exactly clear what. And she holds it very guardedly and protectively, and she watches the kids closely uh, as, as they survey the pies. And she says, one each, no more. Um, am I, I down have... there yet, or no, is it just Evelyn? No, just okay. Evelyn. And Evelyn, you're, you're kind of torn between the distraction of their arrival and these kids who are talking loudly and pointing at pies and saying, I think there's worms in that one. And then, and, and of course, the letter that you pull out, which doesn't have a whole lot of writing on it. I think I like to imagine that she had finally been like, okay, I just have to rip off the Band-Aid and I'm just going to read it. And she like ripped open the envelope, but right then the bell rang and she was like, phew, decision made. And she just stuffs it in her pocket without reading it and then goes, hello, welcome to um, (laughs) Chicken Foot Coven Pies. I'm Evelyn, your associate. What can I help you with today? My charges are hungry and they require a pastry. Can you offer something with a fair amount of nutrition and decent taste? Oh, yes. I'll get our pie specialist, Strix, to tell you the exact contents of each of these pies momentarily. She will be able to provide you the most satisfactory pie shopping experience. Strix! And she goes walking off to find Strix. Okay. Uh, all right, so Strix, you hear Evelyn screaming for you. Uh, all right. DF, you yep. come down, having entrusted Polio's care and well-being to your um, compatriot, Paulton. Uh, as you come down the spiral staircase into the bakery, you see Alcoria. Uh, she seems to be... She seems to be standing apart from the children and the tiefling woman, their caretaker, who has just come in. The kids are talking loudly and excitedly, and uh, they, they are trying to claim to this tiefling woman that they can pick out their own pie. And the tiefling woman seems to be just listening to their rambling with, weary, with a weary scowl on her face. When Alcoria sees you, she walks over to you and says, Ah, good. What? Something happened. Hmm? I'm sorry, you're going to have to be more specific. At which, point, <laughs> at which point there's probably some activity upstairs that sort of catches her eye <laughs> or her ear. And yeah. she says, There is a good chance that a member of the Baker's Guild is going to come by sometime today to see how everything is going and possibly to sell us some supplies, eggs, flour, Mm. and that kind of thing. Anyway, I think that I should be here to greet him and look after him during his stay while you keep Strix locked in a closet to make sure she doesn't get out. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not going to lock Strix up. You know what I mean. Yes, but yeah. uh, Yeah, this could be very, very beneficial. Like, we do need uh, a good fair amount of supplies, especially if we can get them at a a bulk price or something at the like. Exactly. Uh, do you, are, do you, are they just going to be planning on searching down here or the whole house? Oh, or? we'll just keep them to the, the kitchen and the storage and the, the bakery itself. They don't need to see the He won't want to see the entire house. No, no, not Great. at all. And then there's probably, well, let's see, what's going on upstairs at this exact moment, Paulton? 
So, like, while they're, as he says, like, <laughs> they're just going to look around down here, right? You hear, like, thumping and, like, stuff falling over and, like, muffled, not screaming, but just, like, loud talking. <laughs> oh, my God. You just hear, like, oh, he's a fasty one. Walton shouting, so this, so this is the toilet. <laughs> you know it's not good when he's Nate's just story. smiling to himself before he says what Walton is doing. Just, you know, things of the sort. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Alcoria cannot help but cast her gaze upward through the floor. We are dealing with an infestation. <laughs> oh, I thought oh, this one's squirming. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> well, best to try to keep that under wraps, too. Uh, absolutely. Any idea when the Baker's Guild would plan on coming by today? He makes the rounds, so it's hard to say. Depends how long it takes him to get past his previous appointments, but I expect him to be around sometime between now and sundown. So I could just make myself comfortable and await his arrival. I've cleared my schedule. Yes, you should absolutely stay here for the arrival. Uh, in the meantime, Strix is still our most experienced baker, and our only experienced baker, and she could, we still enlist her to help make sure that she can make her finest pies and finest products so that we can hopefully impress the, the guild. I'm sure she will. If someone could bring some of that gunpowder, that'd be dope. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a Swidley, on it! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you want the gun too? <laughs> <laughs> and I will do my best to make sure there okay. are no further distractions. All right. <laughs> you sort of back up the stairs a little way and then turn and run up the rest of the distance. <laughs> yeah. have, I, have I been able to find Strix to bring yes. her down to help? Yes, you can grab her and haul her down uh, right. and, and encounter DF at the top of the staircase. So DF, you I see Evelyn and Strix trying to make their way back downstairs. I love that we're, as, as a crew, we're just doing circles around each other. Just going <laughs> up, down, up, yeah. down, up, down. It's, it's a, a comedy bit where, like, an important person shows up, and each person, like, individually takes mm-hmm. time to, like, mm-hmm. distract them while the others accomplish something. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, as DS bumps into him, he'll let him know that, you know, there's a Baker's Guild person coming, and we need the best possible pies and things cleaned up, and in order as much as possible, Waffles and the children... Contained. Strix, we need you in the kitchen right away. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm on my way right now. I imagine now. that Evelyn finds Strix like outside where Paulton is dealing with the doppelganger and she kind of does one of those like and just walks away from that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, Strix is going to, first she's going to leave Paulton and be like, make sure to ask him how he cursed me so I can undo it. And then she'll go down the stairs and go. That's, uh, what, that's when you see Alcoria, you see the tiefling woman, and you see the two children um, all collected together. All right. I'm like, oh, it's so busy. Uh, who, who was first? Who was first? 
Uh, you can see that uh, the young boy and the young girl have their eyes on certain things. Uh, they want to, and the tiefling woman wants to know what's in them. Oh, all right. Um, you know, I'll go through each of them, and I'm like, okay, this one is is raspberry and blackberry. That one's lovely. It's got some cinnamon in it too. This one is a orange cream pie. I don't even know what that tastes. The like. whole time this is going on, you're sort of darting eyes over to Alcoria, and she's just rolling her eyes like, don't tell him about every goddamn pie. Just tell him the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, all right, I'll get them for you, kids. Are these the ones you want? I'm like holding them up. Yes, they. Uh, you can see that the the girl picks hers out immediately. Um, she likes yeah. the she likes the way that the the ends of the crusts all look on the pastry. Uh, the boy is much more finicky, and he's like, he, that one, no, no, that one. Uh, all right, each time. No, I don't like that one anymore. I want that one. Each time I pull it out and just get a little bit more exasperated, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Eh. Uh, you can you can see the tiefling woman take a slight perverse delight in your exasperation, like <laughs> this, this sort of look on her face saying, this is what I deal with every day, so right. just cope. I give her a look like a girl. <laughs> I just like, I, just, like I, I get the pies up and I'm, you know, like I'm told to accept money for these. And I look at the tiefling woman. She uh, digs, she digs into a pocket of her kimono and pulls out a, a small little pouch. You can see that there's a, a clasp around, or a little pin on the pouch with an emblem on it that hmm. suggests uh, like a, a family crest. Ooh, may I investigate this? You sure can. In fact, just, right. make, just make a perception check because you okay. think you've seen this crest before. Okay, that's a 13. You recognize the crest from a bank that you went to not oh. too long ago. It is, it is the crest of the Castle Enter House. Got it. Um, all right. Um, but she, so. gives, she gives you the money. She puts it down on the counter, and then she puts the little pouch away. Then she ushers the kids over to a table to eat and puts the box uh, down next to her and plops down in a chair and basically takes a load off her feet. All right. Um, I'm curious but very scared. Okay. So I'm just going to uh, ask them if they'd like any drinks and just uh, continue to serve everyone in the kitchen and then also yeah. go back to uh, Orcorio and add just kind of like... The, the, okay. the boy and the girl shout, coffee, but the tiefling woman says milk will be sufficient. <laughs> Strix is like, hmm, I wonder why they wouldn't want coffee. <laughs> And she'll go get some milk, but she'll she'll okay. bring some coffee for the tiefling woman okay. and hand it to her and say, this is on the house. You look sleepy. As you're pouring the milk, Albie, who sort of hangs out in the kitchen a lot, your little albino gazer beholder buddy, um, just sort of kind of drools. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hand him a little snack. Into it. Okay. Um, I mean, the, the tiefling's going to be fine. I usually, like, if it's for tieflings, like, you know, they usually don't die if they're accidentally, like, drooled on. So Fair. Yeah, so I'll just I'll bring it out there. Um, Albie can come with me too. Albie likes to follow sometimes. I think. Okay. And uh, hand her the coffee and give the kids the milk. And uh, I'll make the milk nice, like with some honey, and it'll be warm okay. to calm them down a little bit. Nice. But when I hand her the coffee, you know, I'll I'll definitely be like, I, it seems like you've had a rough day, <laughs> so you know maybe uh, maybe you'd like to just uh, you know relax a bit. Okay. Uh, when you turn around, you can see Jenks has appeared next to you, Strix, and he's, hol- yeah. he's holding this disemboweled rag that used to be Ferdinand, his stuffed owlbear, and you can right. see t- tears welled up in the corners of his eyes as he just sort of holds this rag up 
and tells you that Paulton and D.F. killed Ferdinand. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm going to pick it up and just sort of, like, look at it sadly and be like, ah, hold one second. And I'll just, like, press to digitate it to be cute again behind, like, like hidden. Okay. Oh, yeah, Chats reminded me that I fixed him already. I okay. fixed him in our fireside episode, but oh, that's sure. okay. Okay, well, like, maybe he Maybe we he fell apart again. <laughs> but he's, right. so he... I did the same thing. Okay. So I fixed it and I just give it back to him. Like, okay. here it is. It's cute again. That's when Jenks notices the two kids. And uh, you can see that while they're eating their pie, they've unpacked the box, which contains a bunch of little figurines of knights and monsters. Oh, that's fun. And they start playing with them on the table. That's fun. I like them. Can I make one, like, move or something cool? Are you talking about uh, Jenks or Strix? Oh, Strix, yeah. Uh... You want to like try to try to cast like an illusion, like a minor illusion or something? I don't have minor illusion. I guess oh, okay. I could animate one of them. You could. Um, maybe I'll animate one of them. Okay. I'll just animate one of them and have them just like run around and be like, "Look, it's alive!" Wee. Okay. At first, they're like mis- They're like just amazed that one of their figurines has come to life, and then they're completely enthralled and happy as clams, and they start to laugh as this thing night or whatever starts to basically prance around on the tabletop. Nice. I, I wink at the tiefling later. I'm like, they'll be yeah. busy for a while. Uh, the other kids can probably make their way down too once they start hearing, oh my god, there are other kids in this house. And I'm like, Jenks, look, friends! Friends! Yeah. Uh, so Jenks, just make a d20 roll for me. Okay. Are they gonna stab me? A 12. Okay. Uh, that's enough to basically kind of insinuate himself into uh, sort of a, an instant bond or friendship with these children uh, and play, you know, how children are, right? You know, they've, you've got two kids playing with toys. If a third wants to come in, sometimes they'll just oh, yeah. bring them in, and other times they'll just cast them out, and you never know quite why. Um, but in this case, uh, they, they seem to welcome Jenks, and Jenks hits it off with them like that. Oh, yay. And he's just like, wow, I can make some of these move, too. And he, yeah. like, tr- like is like using and his suddenly, wand. Yeah. And suddenly all, all, all the dread and fear that he's been feeling lately just sort of wash away as, the, as they play with the toys. Aww. So nice. And uh, that, that leaves us with Squidly and Nat. Like Squidly runs down the stairs and like sees the kids playing, having a good time. And he's covered with like gunpowder <laughs> and like dust on his face. He has like a cat scratch yes. that's like kind of dripping blood a little bit. He's just like, yeah, he's actually probably got like some of the some of the powder has probably actually caught fire because it does tend to combust. Uh, but being a tiefling, he's like barely even noticing. I have to go wash my hands. And he like turns around, <laughs> leaves. Uh, I guess Nat. Uh... Nat, do you think that these two new kids are about a year younger than you? Probably they're actually about Squidly's age. You, mm-hmm. you estimate. I think Nat is still a little bit shaken from this whole, like, it wasn't so long ago that she was about to stab somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's feeling very grown up. So mm-hmm. she looks at these kids playing and she kind of is like, and she goes and stands by Diaz at attention. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Diaz, you see Paulton dragging Plurio. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's like a weird contrap there's he like tried to set it up there's like trails of like gunpowder all over the floor and like hooked up to like ropes and he's just like you get the idea that he wasn't really sure what he was trying to do but you just like walk in he turns he's like oh hey it wasn't ready (laughs) (laughs) but wants to play a game yeah uh df will just look at Halton and back towards Plurio, like he knows exactly what he's doing. As this is happening, there is an explosion behind Paulton as some of the smoke powder on the floor combusts and it blasts Simon through a doorway. What? Simon! I just dropped him and ran after him. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you see Simon asses over elbows uh, just sort of lying there. <laughs> Uh, amid some other stuff in 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 the uh, in the room, and he just sorts he just kind of sits up, and uh, you can see uh, his his jester hat uh, has fallen off and is just sort of smoking between his legs. I've like I don't think I've ever seen Simon without a hat, mm. so I'm initially just like, oh that's oh that's unsettling. And I like take it just like. Dust it off, <laughs> pat the fire out, and just there we go. <laughs> he just uh, kind of uh, looks, his eyes cast up toward the hat and then look deep into you. You okay? <laughs> uh, he doesn't respond, he just, he just looks at you. Blankly. He doesn't have much expression. Um. And then he holds up a thumb, and then it's, it's just sort of got like a fire that's smoking on the end of it. Just does kind of, I like a, Paul just kind of. <laughs> Yay! All right. He looks at the little blackened thumb and then stands up. Well, let's let's get you, let's get you, let's get you back to your room, and let's not, you know, have you near so many explosions, potential explosions. Yeah, you you're looking at Dieth. Uh, uh, when you turn back to Simon, he seems to be making his way downstairs to hear what the ruckus is about. That works. Yeah. So it's just you, Dieth, and Plurio at this point in time. And Nat. And Nat, yes, because Nat is standing very close to Dieth. As very DM. like very adult and grown up. Yep. Uh, Dieth will actually turn to Nat and tell her, uh, Nat, I really need your help for just a brief moment. Can you please make sure that the other that your fellow adventurers uh, don't come up here for a little bit and they just enjoy their time downstairs and just make sure they're good. She walks off. Good. At, almost like at a march. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, uh, Diaz will go to Plurio, uh, <clears throat> take the chair, uh, spin it, and then Diaz will sit down on the chair, kind of lean forward on one arm, and just look straight at the Plurio uh, and just say, Now, you and I both know you are not Ragnus, 
You are not anything you say you are. However, you are going to tell me everything that you know. And as he's saying this, DS takes out Moon Splinter, mm-hmm. kind of plays the blade on one tip of the finger. Uh, and then reaches down onto the side of his belt and pops out a little bottle of poison that he's been holding on to since Chult. And then uh, kind of sits that on his knee right next to the knife. Okay. And Plurio's enough of a good mind reader to know exactly what's in that vial and exactly yep. what Moon Splinter is. Yeah. Uh, to which I suppose uh, Plurio will just say something along the, line, along the lines of, uh, well then, we both know this would all be much easier if you were just give us the stone. And then DS kind of like look up at him real quick. Uh, without even replying, uh, Plurio will then say, Oh, oh, we were mistaken. I'm in, I, I hear, I'm in the room, right? Yeah, you're, this. you're, you are the only <clears throat> other one present at the moment. It's like, Bloodstone, <laughs> catch me up. Dia starts unscrewing the bottle. They're looking for the Stone of Galore. One of the key pieces of trying to open up their way to the Dragon Horde. Oh. Now, who are you trying to do this for? Uh, to which Plurial will respond with, I suppose you don't know, but... I believe your friends already do. Like, all right. It's like, check this out. I'm going to go ahead and step in here, and I'm going to be worse cop. <laughs> first thing I'm going to do is get all up in his face and yell at him. I'm going to tell Dia, it's like, first off, I'm going to see if I can scare this guy into giving us straight answers and not play around, and also relieve you of having to RP talking to yourself. Does that sound good, dude? <laughs> all right, so... I like just grab him. I'm like, all right, listen here, you fake little shit. If you don't give us straight answers right now, I'm going to start slapping you in places you don't even know you had. Uh, Floriel actually uh, took, uh, takes his gaze back over to Dieth and will say something. Bitch, I'm talking to you! And we'll, <laughs> and we'll say, <laughs> oh, oh, you hate that, don't you? You don't like it when you don't know something that the others do. Doesn't feel good, does it? Like, listen here, bud. I barely pay attention half the time, so I probably don't know what you're talking about. And just... (laughs) (laughs) I guess Floriel will take another point of damage. (laughs) (laughs) Can I also try to intimidate him to stop being so ominous? Sure. Cool. Uh, So that is a... 25. All right, that seems pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm, like, I'm going to argue, too, that if he's a mind reader, and this is inspired by Herr Schlagsan in chat, if he's a mind reader and he reads Paulton's mind and Paulton is aware that he's a character in a game, that could probably give someone a big existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want to go down that route. 
<laughs> so I'm just gonna gloss over that. <laughs> He's at least um, intimidated, though, right? Oh yeah. Alden's uh, just like I've done way worse to people for way less, buddy. <laughs> I killed a guy because he, you know what? I don't even remember what he did. <laughs> uh, I guess Plurial was turned back towards Bolton, and also kind of addressing Dia at the same time, is saying, "As Andaram, I've been watching for a long time, long before you returned to Waterdeep." He actually looks at Bolton for just a brief moment, and says. Your first mistake was not finishing Manchun. Now this will never be over. Pond's like, Dad, Dad, come here. Get a yeah. close on him. It's like, Manchun sounds familiar. Who was that? Dieth actually just says, I don't know. To which Plurial quickly, uh, Quickly juts in and says, and that drives him crazy. I feel like it's like, wait. It's like, I think I think it might be the guy on the cover. I think that's who I'm thinking of. So he goes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> explodes from that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Colton turns back to him and he's just like, so man shoons the problem then is what you're saying. Oh, problem. No, no, no. You've only been the problem. And the only thing we need is the answers. And if you don't have it, I bet you know who does. I can't speak for everyone, but I don't. <laughs> Florio's eyes narrow. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, downstairs. Um... Strix, you've given, you're trying to, you've handed out the pies, you've animated the little figure. The kids are like, okay, animate that one, animate that one. They're they're trying to get you to animate a bunch of them. I'm Uh, I'm like, I can only do that once in a while, but uh, just what a, so with your your spell, um, if I remember correctly, with small, with tiny objects, you can ultimate, you can animate several. Oh, Um, yeah, I can, you're right. So. I think it's like three at a time or something. Yeah, choose up to ten non-magical objects within range that are not being worn or carried. Medium targets count as two, large count as four, huge as eight. So you can animate up to ten of these little figurines. Oh, fun. I'm like, oh, I did not know that. So, bing, 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 bing. Yeah, I'm just like, "Mm." All right. They're all animated now. That seems seems to captivate the interest of everybody. You can see uh, Simon kind of make his way over to see what's going on over there. Um... I make some eyes at him, and I'm like, I kind of mouth, no kidnapping. No, no take. Stay. Have fun. grabs you um, by the hair. No! (laughs) Ow! And just sort of leans you down and says, could I have a word with you in private? What? Yes, but you could ask me. Oh, shut up. Come here. Oh. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> she takes you. She takes you aside, um, right. and casts her glance back at the plague children and, and Simon, looking at them and saying, "Why haven't you done anything about him yet?" What? The what? Simon? Yes, your little puppet boy. I mean, he's not my responsibility. He's his parents' responsibility. Oh no, he's not your responsibility. No. I beg to differ. No. He lives <laughs> under. He lives under your roof. Under this is our, in my roof. It's technically under our roof. 
she right. says. Right, so it's your roof way more than mine. That's correct. Under Magnus's roof, technically. Yes. And uh, she says, you have the ability. Why don't you turn him into a real boy? Wait, do I? You rack your brain. Make a, <laughs> make a uh, intelligence arcana check. I'm just like sitting there like, hold on. Like, did, uh, do Wait. I? Did Record scratch me? <laughs> uh, that's an 18. Okay. Um, this, not sure why it hadn't occurred to you before, but a polymorph spell can turn one creature into another type of creature and a construct is a creature and a boy is a creature. There is nothing stopping you from turning Simon into a real boy with a spell. The problem is, is that it's not permanent. It's only for two or an hour. Right. Hmm. And she, Are there any, like, ethical reasons I wouldn't do this? She says, don't you think you would like to try to be a real boy if only for a short time? I mean, I'd like to ask him. I don't like making decisions for people. Of course. And you can also ask him this, or tell him this, if he likes it. Tell him I can cast true polymorph and make it permanent. (gasps) I mean, that's a very different spell. Please teach me that spell. Can you teach me that spell, please? Nobody else hears this except Strix. But like mid-interrogation, he's just like, something's wrong. Well, Strix is like, yeah, I can do that. Uh, Leaving him in that broken down puppet form seems like an awfully cruel thing to do. Honestly, he frightens me every day and reminds me of a bad time in my life. So that sounds great. So she'll she'll, uh, also say thank you. Just like, thanks for believing in my magic. Of course, dear. I am a firm believer in your magic. And in, and in Jenks' magic, too. I think he'll be a good wizard one day. <gasps> you think he really has magic? Because sometimes I just think he sees things and might be crazy. I think he has tremendous magic. Oh, how can I help him? I want to help him. Well, were you helped by someone? Yes, but I don't want him to have that kind of help. I could find a friend of mine, perhaps, who could tutor him. Well, I I could tutor him, maybe. I'm just... Yes, you could, but I could find a friend who could tutor him better. (laughs) That's probably fair. Plus, I was tutored by Baba Yaga, who I think is evil. He seems more inclined toward wizardry than sorcery, anyway. I... I, She, like... You see her, like, feelings get kind of hurt for a second. Like... You're right. I think he'd be a better wizard, which I'm not a wizard. No, you're not. That's right. (laughs) I'm going to go polymorph Simon now. Bye. (laughs) She just, like, walks away. (laughs) Okay. So, 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 Paulton, you do feel disturbance in the force as as if NPCs were talking behind your back about things that concern you or yours. Uh, I'll go up to Simon and say, like, hey, Simon. Hey. Get his attention. You get his attention. He's somewhat distracted by the, the animated toys and the fun that the kids are having. So, I mean, I have a proposal for you. Listen, uh, would you like to be a real person, boy? I don't know how old you are. I mean, it's, this is complicated because you live for 80 years with me. Whatever. Okay, would you like to be a real person for a while? And then if you like it, would you like to be a real person forever? 
You see he was momentarily distracted, and then he looks right at you, and his mouth just sort of hangs open. <laughs> now, I have one rule about this. Please, please, for, for the love of everything, just don't make any jokes. Just not one. Just, just, I mean, not like, not like no jokes. Just no, like, knock-knock jokes or, you know, like overdone jokes. At least not in succession. At least occasionally stop for a couple hours. Is that, a, is that good? All right. I, okay. I don't, I don't believe you, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I'll just polymorph him into, I guess, a human boy. <laughs> Uh, well, as you cast the spell, there's a... As Paulton comes down the stairs. <laughs> Paulton doesn't even, like, run through the door. He just, like, just, like Kool-Aid mans through a wall. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. No! What's happening? Fix that wall! You see, you see magical energy and motes of light swirl around Simon in front of you, Paulton, as <gasps> his woody flesh... Uh, disappears and is transformed into actual flesh, and he becomes before your eyes a cute little dark-haired boy uh, with a ridiculous costume on. Did Evelyn see this happen too? Yes. Did she hear the real boy talk? Or I assume she was no. kind of distracted with a customer. Yeah, and then- no. Alcoria had taken Strix to the side to have that conversation privately, so literally she didn't hear anything until Strix started casting the spell. Okay, so Evelyn just turns around too at the same time. Yeah. I probably and, and so so does everybody else. The kids who are playing are wondering what Strix is, what trick Strix is doing next, and um, that's when you see Simon, real boy, standing before her. Paul's just kind of between Strix. So I'm just like, what, 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 why, 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 what? Interrogation. Did you know I could do that. Put a large pin and put the biggest pin you can find in this. I have. I. I'll be back. Don't no, talk to. Don't leave. Talk to Simon first. I don't. You talk. You're his father. But. But just it, talk to. Diaz will be fine. He'll stab him. It's fine. Just talk to him. Paulton, it's okay. I asked for this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Our son. Even once over and gives him a big oh, hug. Okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> Do you like being like this? I think that you're fine the way you were, but if you like being like this, you can be like this. Well, however you want to be is just fine. I've only been like this for like six seconds. Right, and how is it? Feeling pretty good. Okay. Then he sticks his finger up his nose and starts picking his nose. <clears throat> that's, okay, um, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, you've got bits in there. <gasps> Simon, did you ever get to eat a pie? He pokes, pokes his finger out and looks at it and then looks up at you and says, no. Strix, yes, what pie want- do we feed Simon? The best pie. <laughs> Strix like, looks at the cricket pie and she's like, which one would you like, Simon? I want that one and that one and that one and that one. I want to try them all. Uh, all right. Strix is now kept extremely busy taking slices of pie from every pie in the entire kitchen for Simon. Evelyn's like kind of patting his head as he eats pie and she looks at Paulton and she's like, if you need to finish that, I'll, I'll keep him busy eating pies until you're done. Okay. We'll definitely be able to focus going back up there for sure. 
I also need a Band-Aid for my burnt thumb. Hey, how did you burn your thumb? Yeah, how come that wasn't fixed? Oh, you have a boo-boo, let me fix it! Evelyn goes and kisses it and lays on, lays on mommy kiss. All right, the, the burn disappears. Okay, this is under as much control as it can be. I'm going to go back upstairs. Things have been quiet up there. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to barge back into the room. It's like, all right, I am back. What did I miss? I swear to God, if he's dead already. Florio <laughs> uh, is already dead. All right. You know what? There's a second <laughs> thing that came up, so I'm just going to get back to that. Yeah, you see, you see a door. somewhat familiar grayish alien body. Uh, that all that seems to be all that's left of Plurio. And Dieth is sitting there, just like wiping what <laughs> remaining poison off of Moonsplinter. Fulton, like when he walks back, and he's just like, "All right, sorry about that. I'm back, and he's dead." Okay, cool. <laughs> Interrogation you know, over. For for the sake of story or role playing, do you want to see the moments of with Dieth and Plurio, or are we rather? Keep that. Uh, if you have them, it, let's it, see them. Uh, I'll do it. Do it. I can do <laughs> I'll it. do it. All right. So Seat after, open. So after Halton goes downstairs, and from just downstairs, uh, Dia just hears multiple people going. Dia <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> continues like prepping the poison. Uh, to which Plurial will say something along the lines of, see, we thought it would be here. On account of you, she was just here, but I guess we were looking in the wrong place. You gave it to her to sneak off to. Uh, Dieth has finished applying the poison at this point and says, no, we did not. In fact, I had no idea she was even looking for something like this. I had my suspicions, but thanks to you, you just confirmed them. Funny how these interrogations work. Uh, Ployal will then say, I know you like to think you're clever, but the more we watch you, the more we study. We know you more and better than you ever will. Would you like to know what she was thinking? When I saw her face, uh, Dieth does not look up at him. And Plurius is like, ooh, there it is. I knew there was rage somewhere deep inside of you. It's too bad, Dieth. We both know you're not a killer. Uh, to which Dieth will say, no. But I do defend and protect the ones I love. And then we'll just press Moonsplinter into them and twist it. Let go. And just sit there and let the poison take its effect. And then as soon as the poison is over, he just focuses and lets Moonsplinter reappear in his hand. And then Paulson comes back. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> Great. So, he's dead. Uh, did we get what we needed out of him? As much as I can. Did he tell you more about D&D Thanos? What? Never mind. <laughs> I just, I, I, you know, I counterspelled that wizard, and I was kind of unaware of who was who, and then, 
you know, I had a lot of people telling me, dude, that was crazy. When you did that, he's going to kill you. And I'm just like, well, this isn't happening in game, so it doesn't really apply. But that sounds like Manchun then. He had mentioned him. Yeah, that's the one. Leader of the Zentarum. Oh. Which means they too are after the Dragon Horde. They came here thinking that I had the Stone of Galore. I don't. But we know who does. Thanks to him. As he explains who he is, like Paul's just piecing everything together. He's like, oh, oh, oh. I'd like you oh. both to make perception checks. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> oh. I love our. Oh. No. 13. How much? 21. 21. Thir 13. Okay, Paulton, you don't hear it, but DF, you do. It is the sound of flapping little wings. Downstairs, the tiefling woman sort of uh, starts to put the figurines back in the box and says, well, I think we're done here. Kids, we have to leave. Back home, we go. And uh, you see her uh, put the toys away, and uh, the kids are like, oh, I don't want to go. And... Uh, uh, you know, Jenks is sad to see his new friends go. Uh, but uh, they, they turn to you, Jenks, and you know their names are Terenzio and Elzarina, and they say that, you know, we can come back any time, and we'll play some more, and we'll bring our toys, or we'll bring other toys, or you can come to our house, and we can have fun there. We have a big house not too far away from here, and we could play in our yard. And my mother has a butterfly garden. Oh, oh Jenks. Jenks is going to be like... That sounds awesome. I love, I love big places of butterflies and magic things. Do you have magic at your place? Elzarina says, we're filthy rich. I don't know what that means. <laughs> we have all the money you could imagine. But do you have magic? They look at each other and says, we do if you're our friend. <gasps> all right. I could be your wizard. <laughs> that sounds cool. And uh, you can see the tiefling is trying to usher them out as quickly as possible. Meanwhile, Simon's like, Granny Strix. Oh, <sighs> yes, Simon. And he says, Why am I Granny? Why am I always like, whatever. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you know, among hags, Granny Smith is, uh, Granny is quite an honorific. Uh, that just makes it worse. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, she's just like, yes, Simon, yes, I, you can call me Granny. I don't, I don't, you can see he's, he's crammed much pie into his pie hole. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> and, nice. nice. And he said, I, I, I don't feel so well. Oh, did you eat too much pie? No, he ate as, he should get as much as he wants. He's been deprived of pie his whole life. He should have every little sweet thing he wants. Do you want to exercise, Simon? Exercise is fun. I'm not. No, she looks Simon, at, she gives you a weird look. Okay. Stop eating the pie. He's, he has stopped eating the pie. Okay. Simon, go get yourself some milk from he, the he, from let, the he lets out a very large belch. Right, yeah, eating things, there's only so nice. much space that you can fill to eat things. So you have to go get something to drink. And then if you, again, if you like being like this, you're only like this for an hour. And you have to ask if you want to be like this mostly forever. I think I have to pee. 
Okay, that's that's not. I'm. I oh, I remember the first time I had to pee after I was a construct. It felt so good. All right, here, I'll show you where the bathroom is. <laughs> it's the privy. He stands up and he stops and he's like looking down his pants. Whoa. <laughs> I am definitely not discussing this with him. And I won't okay. Come on, honey, I'll get you cleaned up. Okay. He makes his way upstairs, fondling himself. <laughs> Evelyn has to explain to him how human bodies work. <laughs> and she's just completely nonplussed. This does not bother her at all. She's like, oh, yeah, it's totally different when you're a human body and things are all soft and weird and you have to, like, fluids come out everywhere. It's very weird. You walk upstairs. Paulton's like dragging a body <laughs> and then he sees oh you god. and then he just sort of drags it back and hides it behind a door. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so Strix is downstairs alone now. Yeah, well, more or less. Uh, you can see that. Oh, except for Orcorio. Uh, Orcorio Paulton, is there. Paulton, it's fine. We're just potty training Simon. Don't worry. Oh, okay. That's definitely way more interesting and more weird than what we're dealing with here. All I'm right. sorry that you're missing these beautiful milestones in our son's life, but don't worry, I have a handle. <laughs> Strix is going to go to Alcor and be like, could you curse someone by touching their face? No. I'm very confused then. And? Well, then I must be cursed forever. It must be not a curse. You know what I bet? Hmm. Poison. Maybe I'm poisoned. People touch each other all the time. Do they? Yes, they do. Um, honestly, this is a weird episode. <laughs> so it's just like, uh, I'll consider that. <laughs> then walks away. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and you see Elcoria is just sitting in a chair, uh, probably the Curse of Strahd, or the Strahd von Cherovich chair, for lack of a more comfortable chair. And then uh, uh, you can see that the, the tiefling woman... And the, ch- and the two kids have left, uh, leaving Squidly, Jenks, Nat, and uh, their friends behind. Nat is noticeably not playing. She's very much, like, mm-hmm. supervising. Yeah. Uh, you take Simon Evelyn to a privy, and he just has a good time. Woo! Peeing all over everything. <laughs> Be careful! What? No! Watch your aim! It goes in the hall! <laughs> This is a really weird episode. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. All the years I had teaching little children, it's been so long. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in the hole. Why? Because that's where we put it. <laughs> pan, pan backs to Strix going up to Okorio with her hand going, really, if I do this to your face, it's not going to curse you? Just like trying to touch your face. She just stopped. <laughs> That's the second time someone stopped me today. Don't be childish. Uh, I guess and, at this point, yes. by this point, Ethel will probably have come downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, just leaves and Paulton's like, what do I do with this? Get rid of it. You just, you just left, you're just leaving me with it? You seem like you got it handled. He like looks out the window. He's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so once he gets downstairs, he'll go up to Nat uh, and like, like a firm grip on the shoulder and yeah. just be like, "Well done." <laughs> Some people are walking by Trollskull Alley. I don't know who they are or what brings <laughs> what brings them to the city, but they just catch a glimpse at the corner of their eye of this torso being jammed out of a window. 
<laughs> anyway. Nat could... says, Nat says, thank you. I didn't play. I just protected. Uh, Diaz will say, you did a good job, but feel free to play as well. You don't play. I'm different. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I want to be just like you. Oh, Matt, brave no, and no. I protect. I don't play. I'm not a baby. I'll, I'll tell you about it soon, when you're just a little older. She looks miffed at that because she wants to be considered a grown-up. She's kind of like, but she doesn't ever contradict you. So. Yeah. Evelyn, I finished. Good job. Let's you go tell Auntie Strix everything. Maybe we could train Andrew to do that. To so. do what? After he says he's finished, you hear Squidly. He's just like, the new kid peed on me. <laughs> Squidly, what are you doing in there? Get out of there. I'm going to eat him. Did we miss the point, part where someone from the Baker's Guild is coming by? Please clean up all the pee. Mm-hmm. Strix, <laughs> can you use that one spell of yours to clean up all this pee pee, please? I hate my wife. <laughs> Don't worry, Mom. I'll keep you safe. <laughs> She's my at grandmother. Least, oh my god! At least why? At least pick one word. Pick what? Just call me Granny. That's fine. I'm Wait, fine with that. She's your Granny. Oh my god! Am I your dad? <laughs> I can't. You are, you are not. I'm, I mean, I, I'm not your dad. <laughs> okay. Uncle? No, stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. Okay. <laughs> Suddenly, Strix and Simon are fighting. Kick, oh mean, kicking each other. Squidly and Simon? Squidly and Simon, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. That goes on. Add on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Strix is just frantically trying to press to digitate the pee off of everything in the right. bathroom. Yes. It's like, Squid- <laughs> Squidly's just like, I'm from the streets, dude. I'll mess your ass up. <laughs> he looks like, oh, they're playing. Isn't this nice? I'm 90 years old. I got it up on you age-wise. He's right. That's why he calls me granny, I guess. I don't know. I'm having an identity crisis. I shaved someone once. Stop hitting your elders. Kick, (laughs) kick, kick. I'm your uncle. I'm your elder. I just leave. As soon as it's clean, I leave. I'm like, I can't. And this is completely silently, completely dissociated from everything else. Just trying to, like, figure out the books and get things prepared and cleaned up and tidied up for people coming by while this nonsense is going around in every floor. Evelyn sees Diaz like that, and she's like, I know we talked about the kids being more responsible and doing more chores, but this is Simon's only hour so far as real human. I want him to feel what it's really like to see if he likes it. If I still had darts in my mouth, you'd be out, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) He's having fun. Look at him playing so well with Squidly. If I knew how to if I knew how to use a gun, I'd mess you up, kid. Meanwhile, Paulton's just like, yeah, don't worry, I'm fine up here. As he's like and then, trying then to like, haul literally, up. Literally four minutes later, Squidly and Simon are on the roof firing a gun together. I think he like Wait, lighting. No, that's, that's too much powder. Too, too much powder. 
No, it's fine. That's you're gonna, you're gonna blow off half the roof. No, it's gonna work better that way. Okay. I want to go back to adventuring. I don't want to live here anymore. Yeah, welcome to D and D, the parenting simulator. <laughs> Simon, Simon's trying to tell Squidly how to use a gun. He's like, I'll push you. I'll push you off this roof. No one would know. No one would know how it happened. You wouldn't dare. You'd get into so much trouble, they would, they would, they would send you back to the docks. Ah, oh, you take that back. No. Squidly's good. <laughs> Squilly's gonna try and push Simon off the roof. <laughs> oh Roll a d20. Roll. I, can I imagine that Evelyn has been like she she doesn't want to get in the way of their playtime, but she also doesn't want them to actually shoot each other with a gun. So I imagine she's kind of hovering off to the side, like let the boys have their fun. But she is nearby. Yeah, and she's still got that letter burning a hole in her pocket. Mm-hmm. It's a seven. It's just no. This is just opposed, uh, basically strength athletics check. So he's got to just make a roll as well. All right, uh, uh, you you try to push him off, and uh, he is just barely able to resist you because he rolled a nine. Um, mm. So you you push him off, and and you you see he just sort of grabs hold of you and prevents you from going over without also ta- pushing yourself off. Um, so. Yeah. You, uh, but uh, I need you to make another d20 roll. Okay. That's a six. The gun goes sliding out of your hand amidst the tussle and basically slides down the roof uh, shingles, uh, threatening to basically go over the edge and crash down upon the cobblestones. It's like every, it's like going down and hitting stuff into that thing where yeah. every time it bounces <laughs> off something, it's like... Ah, ah, no, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think when Evelyn sees this happening, she she'll maybe go go catch the gun and be like, "I think it's time maybe we put this toy away." Just make a dexterity check to catch the gun. Uh The nine. Okay. It, it's, it, you don't quite get to it in time. It, you reach for it. You miss it by mere inches. And it falls and crashes and explodes on the pavement. And everybody, everybody inside hears this crack sound outside, this retort as the gun, as the smoke powder in the gun explodes, destroying but, the weapon. By Even, chance, oh, is the, by chance... Did it fall off the side of the house where maybe it's the window Paulton's trying to push the body out of? Do I just see the gun fall? You do. It actually just falls right past you. And then explodes. What the hell? Evelyn hears the what the hell and she's like, okay, kids, time to just go back inside. Let's, you know, tiptoe, tiptoe, ushering them back inside. Uh, Simon says to Squidly, Paulton's going to end you. Not if I tell him you did it. <gasps> you wouldn't dare. I would. He won't believe you. He's known me longer. Squidly, like, kind of leans in. Just, like, looks, <laughs> looks, like, looks as in, how far, how far is Evelyn from them? Oh, like, right now, 15, 10, 15 feet. It's like, all right, hear me out. 
What if we say she did it? Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Paul won't do anything to her. He's like, he's like crazy in love with her. Like crazy in love with her. And he goes, I don't really know what that means, but okay. <laughs> well, when you're a little bit older, like I am, you'll know all about love. <laughs> What's that about love, my son? I love you too. Come on, let's go inside. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the body goes out the window. <laughs> Lands very awkwardly. It's like you didn't think a body you didn't think a body could bend that way, but this body <laughs> this body's done exactly that. What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> it like it like gets in this weird lands in this weird shape. Yes. In the in the explosion of gun. And Paul's just like yeah, this is a really weird episode. <laughs> All right, Evelyn Evelyn, you've led the boys back inside. Um, they look like they might be in some trouble. Paulton Paulton walks out, finds them. Like, Who? threw my gun off the roof. No one threw it. It was... Evelyn! She did says it. Simon. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at them with this look of like, curse you and your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if I believe it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Evelyn, I don't know. Evelyn's like, regardless... No one should have been able to find the gun because it should have been secured away from anyone who might want to play with it, shouldn't it? Owen's like, are you are you trying to put this on me? <laughs> I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. You're the I'm... one who threw it off the roof. <laughs> Look at these kids. Would they lie? Ethan <laughs> <laughs> looks at Paulton like, what game are we playing here? <laughs> <laughs> is Strix hearing all this? Is oh this yeah, like yeah. This is this, this like, is all shared knowledge. What? Do, do I need to? Do you want to stay a real boy or not, Simon? And if you want to stay a real boy, you can't lie to people or steal guns or uh, be mean. Why? Well, you lie to people and you're mean all the time. But I don't lie to anyone. Squilly's like, ooh. What, what lies have I said, Simon? He says, well, you lie about your true feelings about Diath. I'm sorry? Paul's like, And what Damn. are those, Simon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think... Ooh, called out. Shoot. I think we know. I don't wow, think Simon, I don't you, think you have had so many years of just watching and... I don't think he should everyone. be... A, I don't think he should be a real boy. I think, I think he should... I think we should... He should be gone. I like him. <laughs> says squidly. <laughs> Simon, what else do you know? You seem to have a lot of ideas about what you've seen over these many years. Okay, you know what? I'm going to walk. I walk away. I Squid- walk. I, I go like, to the kitchen. Would you like some more pie? How about you stuff some more pie in your mouth? <laughs> Squid- Squidly points at Paul and goes, he knows that that one likes you. Paul's like, oh, oh no. no it's, they both got to go now. <laughs> He's just like, I am, I, this is too meta for me. I just called myself out in a way. I cannot do this. I just start like scooching Squidly off. It's like, go, go, you go right now. 
Simon's like, yeah, what are you waiting for? Todd? Look, we all like each other very much in this house. We all love each other very much. We are one big family, and that is not weird or funny. It's just how we all live. Yeah, Simon. Also, Todd. (laughs) What about Todd? Todd is our friend, and we love him, too. This is just a huge mess. <laughs> Maybe it's time that everyone took a nap. There were, pro- you know, there wasn't. A, there was a subconscious reason why I didn't turn Simon into a real boy when I was there for fifty years, probably because of this. Oh, maybe you should have done something else along with it, like ask the parents. I mean, I was told by my my mage teacher lady. Who? Simon starts to yawn and says, you know, I, I am kind of feeling tired, which is weird. Isn't that weird? Very much. Yeah. I, think, I think we should go upstairs and have a nap. And then he winks at Squidly. <laughs> wow. I mean, are you sure that's how you want to spend the rest of your hour as a, as a yep. human? Just an hour. Just one hour. Just then that's all it's ever going to be. Okoria mean, says, I can make it permanent. Uh, uh, you... That, that it's, let's, you know, calm it down really quick. Hey, hey, if Simon wants to be human, then he should be given that choice. But, Simon, you should know that we love you just the way you are in your... I want to be human. She wasn't done. <laughs> she didn't have to finish because I knew what she was going to say. I want to be human. Evelyn looks at Paulton like... Dude, I don't even know how to be funny about this. I got nothing. (laughs) When I was a construct, wouldn't you have wanted me to be able to choose to be human again? Yes, he should be human. But, Simon, you should not assume things about your friends slash family. Yeah, your grandmother's feelings are hers for her to keep. (laughs) I just blink really hard. Like. <laughs> Do you promise, Simon? <coughs> okay. All right, I still don't believe you. Just let it be home, human, whatever. It's fine. I can't do that magic because I'm not good enough at magic to do that, but she can. <sighs> Remember when in this remember when he was trying to kill us? That was that was that was boy has it been a minute. <laughs> when Simon was trying to kill us? Yeah. Oh man, those memories. How things have changed. How far we've come. All right, Perma boy the boy. I will need to concentrate on the spell for an hour, but I don't have to be in his presence to do so after the casting. Well, if you're tired, Simon, then sleep feels real nice. Maybe you should just go to sleep while she does the spell and you'll wake up like this forever. If the, if the, if the member of the Baker's Guild comes while I'm concentrating on this spell, someone else is going to have to deal with him. Nose goes. Cut to... Member of the Baker's Guild standing outside looking at a broken body that's been pushed out the window of the Waffle House. It's not inside! And, and it's a not gun. Don't 
no, I got there. <coughs> Have they knocked on the door yet? Or are they just outside? Would you? <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd probably. Be, I'd be curious. <laughs> I'd be curious. I, I'd, I would have questions. You know, this episode should be called The Big Mess. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, there is no knock on the door, but Alcoria does begin the casting of the spell, and when she's complete, you can see her um, with great concentration uh, just sort of sit quietly in a corner. I'm, I don't know how uh, wizards work, so I'm just like, shouldn't she have a book? Aren't there books for this? I don't know. I just do magic by the grace of I Lathander. I do have a book, yes. But I don't carry it around because it is so big. Wow. Damn. Well, that's really She neat. just flexed on you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's being mean to Strix today, so Strix is just going to go outside and just sit on the stoop. You know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go outside and sit on the stoop. Okay. Uh, as grandmothers do. I go outside do. and I, I go sit on the stoop. The shadow of several guards falls upon you, Strix, as you are sitting out on the stoop. And one of them politely asks why there is a dead body lying Politely. outside your residence. <laughs> I point at it and I look at it and I go, that's... And they don't know what it is exactly, so if you have any information about that, they would appreciate that yeah. as well. I go, that's a doppelganger. Uh, it was in the service of the, the Zents because uh, they were trying to murder all of us. Uh, but Did it uh, die stopped- of exasperation trying to get into your house? I, I look at him and I'm like, <laughs> uh, no. Kinda. Sort of, Because it looks like it was dropped from your third floor window. Looks like he's dropped like three or four times. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how this creature perished, but they are evil and we are in the business. One of the guards holds up his sort of tribe and says, well, actually, I think they're kind of neutral, but whatever. Um, But anyway, uh, you see the the guards say, so did, how did he die? It died. I have no idea. It, I mean, it fell from this, the roof. So clearly it died from partially that. Okay, so your official statement then is, while breaking into your house, it slipped and fell off your roof. Died. Yeah, I guess. I, I yes. They all so they turn and look at each other and says, well, good enough for us. We'll take care of it. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Give uh, Captain Diaz, give Captain Woodrow our regards. I'm sorry, Captain? And they go off. Huh. As soon as she hears that, she, like, opens opens the door and she goes inside. She's like, Captain. Like, Captain. as soon as that finishes, Paulton inside just like, I feel like we just dodged a really big thing just now. <laughs> captain up. Dieth, what are you captain of? Some uh, guards just came by, dragged that body away, and they sent your captain. <gasps> Did you finally become Okage? <laughs> so during this whole thing, I imagine Diaz was either downstairs in the wine cellar or in deeper in the kitchen or something, just mm-hmm. keeping himself super busy. Yep. Uh, and just was just like, I got to get this ready. Just very, very focused. And also processing everything that he had learned from Florio. Yep. Missing all the shit. The Simon. Okay. So that when Strix finally 
yell out about him. That's when he finally like kind of snaps to and then returns to the uh, tap room area mm-hmm. and just goes, what? But what do you, a guard just told me that you were Captain Woodrow. A there captain are guards here? What? Oh yeah, they just dragged that doppelganger away. It's fine. Did they say, did they seem mad? Yeah, did nah. they seem mad? Nah, they, I, I told him he fell off the roof. <laughs> they probably did. Nice. Oh, they, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Mm. Oh. Long climb up from the third yeah. story from my room, which I'm right. assuming is where it was, not that I knew. But they said to send their regards to Captain Woodrow, so what are you captain of? Uh, I'm a captain in the Lord's Alliance. <gasps> technically their superior. You're, yeah, you're captain, oh, but, you're captain of the city watch, too. Yeah. What? Captain? Got that promotion, bruh? But where, do you still have your hat? I need to make you a new hat. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I've, we can talk to you. <laughs> 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 captain Woodrow standing proudly in his paper map hat. Yeah. <laughs> I demand respect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Strix immediately starts looking for to make a new hat. Uh, perfect, Strix. Make right. me a new hat. <gasps> Please do that. Uh, I will tell you about this soon. We can't worry about this right now because we still are anticipating someone from the Baker's Guild. We need to make sure everything is looking clean so that our Baker's There's no more pee-pee all over everything. <laughs> Wait, should I look clean? What is a Baker's Guild? Halton, <laughs> <laughs> is all the gunpowder swept up? From which room? Great. Go make sure all of them are swept up. You what should I do? Cap- what should I do, Captain Diaz? Evelyn, uh, check all the decorations. Make sure everything is complete and sh- completely strained up. And check on the kids and make sure that they're peacefully playing upstairs. Waffles, too. We can't have any more distractions while they're here because we don't want to have any kind of bad impressions. Strict everything, inst- <clears throat> everything insta-ready. Got it. Yes. Paulton gets like four steps up the stairs. He's like, wait, no, I got a better one. I'm wait, well, I walk back. I'm just like Um ask 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 me to do the thing again. I have a better one. Oh, sure. Paulton, please go upstairs and make sure there's no gunpowder and sweep it up. I'll make it happen, Captain. And starts running back up. Fix <laughs> is still standing in front of him with a new hat. That's that his captain. Went much faster than I thought it was going to. I was ready. Well, good. <laughs> yes, take the hat. Paulton's sweeping up gunpowder. He's like, fucking weird, weird episode. <laughs> Evelyn, as she's, you know, she's made sure the children are kind of like playing peacefully, um, asks Nat to keep an eye on them, going around straightening things and decorations. But then as soon as she finds herself kind of alone for a moment, she is going to pull out that, that letter and see what it says. Your brother very succinctly tells you that he has been named Sheriff of Amphail. Does this surprise me? Um, kind of in a way that you never sort of expected your brother to become sort of a political kind of figure. Yeah, because he was like part of this lordly family, but I thought he'd just kind of sit in the lap of that luxury and let yeah, other people run things. Exactly. So you're, you're a little surprised that he would take on this responsibility. But the tone of the letter suggests that um, he's, he's proud of, of this 
opportunity and maybe kind of rubbing your nose a little bit in it. You're not sure. It's, it's a little hard to read between the lines with him because um, mm. it, so, it is so succinct. Uh, there is none of the usual sort of, hey, how you doing? Hope all is going well in the church and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, enjoy life at the spires of the morning. Everything going smoothly. Nothing like that. He just tells you, hey, I got this new job. I'm the sheriff of Amphail. And, you know, that's it. Hmm. She reads it like three times trying to read between the lines. Yep. And then uh, she's kind of... You can make an insight check to see if you can discern anything <clears throat> else in the letter. He was named Sheriff of what? My hometown. Amphail. Amphail. Which is okay. a town north of Waterdeep. Do you spell that A-M-P-H-A-E-L? A-I-L. Amphail. Okay. Yep. Um, insight 10. Okay. So... Uh, y- there's a mention in there that all uh, that the that the noble the controlling noble families of the town basically all agreed to put him in the position, and you know that that's basically um, the the Ilzimers, the Roaring Horns, and the um, Amcathras, with whom you've had some other dealings, uh, and you know that uh, as a Marthane. He would, he would be a natural choice to elevate to such a position because the Marthane family is held in such high regard. Uh, still, uh, you think that this is... You get the impression, based on the writing with your 10, that um, there must be some other reason other than just being able to call himself sheriff and hold the position that would attract your brother to it. You just don't. Right. Know, you just don't know what it was. You think he's got something hatching. Hmm. When you say I think he's got something hatching, like there's something, something else. Yeah, something else. There. He his his motives are not clear to you because, as you say, he was a type who just wanted to kind of live with the money, and enjoy you know horse riding and basically a fuck you attitude to the world. Yeah, and I think he. Um, you you I think, think it I, might be to impress somebody. Interesting. Cool. And I think he was always a little begrudging of having to kind of like hold all of the family holdings after mm-hmm. the, the parents died and yeah. she left and everything. So mm-hmm. it's really weird that she's like, why would you take on more responsibility when you used to complain that you had to do everything yourself after I left? So yeah. interesting. Okay. Well, that that just kind of sits and she kind of looks at this letter a few times trying to figure out why he yeah. would tell her this. Right. You don't remember the last time he wrote you with any real information about what he was doing in his life. No. In fact, I don't think she's even heard from him since she, he wrote to say that their mother had died. Yeah. Maybe she got some, like, basic news from, like, mm-hmm. the household, but not from right. him. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> She tucks it back in her pocket and continues making everything Instagram filter perfect. Okay. Simon has a, well, while the kids are off doing their own thing, uh, Simon actually has a conversation with Nat and Squidly and Jinx to, and basically says, so um, now that you guys have sort of been hanging around here, and he kind of says it in a way like you guys are just hanging around, um, taking up space, he says, what are you going to do? I mean can't stay here forever squidly's just like what now it's like why not 
Have you ever thought about maybe forming your own adventuring party? We are an adventuring party. Yeah, but you're not going to find any adventures here. You're just going to find the same tired, oh, I love her, but I can't talk to her. And, oh, I love him, but I can't talk to him. I don't know, man. Were you here when those assassins came up from the basement? That's pretty, pretty adventure-y. I don't remember that. But anyway, um, <laughs> well, this is, this is a danger location for sure. And maybe you'd be safer somewhere else. We don't need safe. We're adventurers. Uh, Prove it. I mean, I, I don't feel safe here a lot. My owl bear died. Made me very sad. I mean, it's cool here. Owl? I think. I mean, let's it's get serious. Great. You have a you have a crappy wooden sword. You have a bow that fires like twenty feet. And you, no, but also gunpowder. You have a wand that you could poke somebody in the eye with, I suppose. But I've never seen any magic come out of it. So maybe we should learn how to, like, you know, be a real adventurers. I want to yeah. be a real adventurer. Yeah. Right. I do. I, I I know magic. I've seen it. I mean, maybe Strix did it, but it could be mine. Uh, when he says that you have only a crappy wooden sword, Nat slowly pulls out the dagger and tries to look cool. Oh, real dagger. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That does seem to impress your friends. Puts it away, and she's like, I'm a real adventurer. Ask Dieth. Well, just something to think about. What do you think makes a real adventurer? Well, I came from Barovia. What's that? Oh, they haven't told you about Barovia? They might have. I don't really listen. <laughs> well, Strix then. told me, but it, she just screamed for most of it. Have I got some stories for you guys. Ooh, Squilly just sits down cross-legged. <laughs> and he begins to recount his experience growing up, as it were, in, Baro- in the swamps of Barovia with Granny Strix while her friends were all dead and waiting to be brought back to life. It is, a, it is a horrid, disturbing tale which you enjoy thoroughly. All the kids are like... Yes, and he says, and that's what adventuring is all about. I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, that sounds but then, like there's magic there. Yeah, and then... And then there was the land of Chult with dinosaurs and <gasps> zombies and horrible, horrible pirates and hags. I can tell you all about that. Yes, do. It's like, I don't know what any of those are. That sounds super magic. Yeah. T- Jenks will now sit down next to Squidly and start listening to. All right. Um, and then uh, as he's telling you this story and the day is wearing into night, and you've been listen, hanging on his words and listening to the, the Waffle Crew's exploits and, and Simon's unique insights into their behaviors and why they can't seem to talk to each other. Um, he suddenly realized he's very, very hungry. <laughs> and I'm going to sneak down and get some food. Do you want any? I'll get, I'll get it. I can get it. Uh, you, you keep, you stay d- story. I'll, I'll, br- I'll bring pie. Oh, that's all we ever eat here. 
Has, is there, there must be some other kind of food, right? I mean, I've been no, to the market. Us. I've been to the market many times. There's all kinds of food there. Why don't we go there and get something? Because I don't want to just eat pie for the rest of my. Oh, how, how long do we before, live? Uh, uh. Don't you have to stay here to be magicked? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Well, we before pie, before pie, I just used to eat rats off the street. Those are pretty good. Uh, okay. I don't like pies. They're good. Plus, like, I know where Strix yeah, keeps you, all of our you, vegetables and you, things. Yeah, you don't need any more pie. <laughs> Very rude, Simon. Whoa. Just so you know, oh, I love shit. myself and I'm beautiful, and you should love yourself too, Simon. The, the new me? Yeah, this is great. And, and don't get me wrong, I think you're great too. Thank I, you. I'm just looking out for you, buddy. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> you should say sorry. Um. You should be nice. Strix is nice. How come you didn't learn to be nice from Strix? <laughs> you can teach us about real adventuring. We can teach you about being a real nice person. Yeah, I can teach you all sorts of ways to not be a dick. Maybe don't listen to Squidly as much as Nat and I. Shut up! I'm real nice! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I do have a lot to learn about being a boy. Uh, whatever, 90-something-year-old boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Strix was nice to you, right? <laughs> yeah, she was, she was cool. Squilly goes, what about Diaz? Do you guys I don't, get along? I don't know why she didn't turn me into a boy sooner. Must have been something up with that. I guess maybe she just didn't realize her true power. But you and Diaz, you guys are probably best friends and always have been, right? Um, well, if, if by Diaz you mean Paulton, then yes. Um, No. What? I, I said I said Diaz, not not not, not Paulton. No, I'm I'm friends with Paulton. Yeah, but uh, I would really I'd uh, like to hear what you think about Diaz for no reason in particular. What do you want to know about Diaz? I don't know. Do you like him? Is he a jerk? No, I wouldn't say he's a jerk. Well, that was way less interesting than I thought it'd be. <laughs> That kind of shows Squidly, like, Diaz not a jerk. Oh, no, please don't fight about this. They fought about this before, Simon. Look, I just wanted to, you know, look out for you since you like him, obviously, so. I respect him. He is my mentor. Why don't you two yeah, talk I it? know. You're Why don't you two talk it out, and I'll go get some food for myself. Thank you very much. Can you bring extra pies? Yes. Cool. Stomp, stomp, stomp. <laughs> I'll even bring one for... Never mind. Wait, for who? Wait. He goes downstairs. Mean. <sighs> he teaches that kid some. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody downstairs in the kitchen when Simon goes down there? Is Strix down there? I think I'd imagine Diet probably has Strix uh, prepare his, like, best... Her best-smelling recipes. Okay. Or... Yeah. 
Any prepared dishes at the time? At this point, sundown has come and gone, and there's no sign of the member of the Baker's Guild. Palton, Palton walks out from from cleaning the uh, the gunpowder, and he's just like covered in just like black soot, and sees DF. He goes, "I don't know how it happened, but there's more gunpowder now." <laughs> At that point in time, you burst into flame. <laughs> that seems about right. <laughs> oh, I've made like 10 pies. Does it smell good in here now? Yeah, it smells amazing. Evelyn will try to help put Paulton out and lay on hands as she does. Like, Do you have to assume Paulton's doing another bit? Like, yep, it's hilarious when I'm on fire. <laughs> I don't think that... I don't think they're coming, DF. I don't think my pies are good enough. Is yeah. is the lady still there casting the spell? Could At we this talk point in time, she's probably done casting the spell, but uh, she'll linger for a little bit just to make sure that the the Baker's Guild fellow doesn't show up late. But then you can see even she's like, okay, I'm I'm done. Yeah, DF will watch her like. Well, what happened? I thought you said that they're going to be coming today. Well, they're usually reliable, but who knows? Well, are they? Do you know if they'll come a different time, or I'll find out if I can, and get back to you. <sighs> Please do. I hate cleaning up for nothing. It looks nice in here, though. Yeah, just don't go upstairs. All right, well, as soon as you find anything else about that, let us know as soon as you possibly can. That way we can try to make this even better than before. Until then, we'll keep making do with whatever supplies we can procure on our own. And thanks for turning our crazy, creepy robot son He was into not a crazy or creepy. Thank you for turning our long-suffering robot son. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was and is a good boy. Into a human because he was always a real boy. Yes. Alcoria will come over to Simon and says, It was no trouble at all. My pleasure to help. I'm glad we could make it permanent. Now you can live out your life, your short little human life. And then she walks away. Well, that was and, a bit backhanded, but you know, she hasn't si- been very. Simon's safe. like, What? How long do humans live? Oh, sub century life expectancy. Like how long do how long do constructs live? He asks Simon. Uh, well, they technically could live forever. Oh. Oh, we need to teach our son about mortality. Yeah, there was some fine print to that spell, bud. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, so you don't last forever because we all slowly degrade unless you bathe yourself in goat blood. Jesus. No. <laughs> yeah, you remember that. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. He says, now, um, when I grow up, I want to be a bard. <gasps> Simon, do you... Simon, do you... just like his daddy? Do you... It's like, I want to assume. It's like, what makes you want to do that? Because I think you're awesome, Paul. <laughs> and I want to be like you. And I think I, like- I think I think I have talent, and I think I can entertain people and make them happy. 
Would you like to play, Simon? Or if not happy, at least distract them from the woes of their daily wretched lives. <gasps> We do that every Tuesday. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And、uh, he hugs you. Oh, I don't care if you're pandering or lying to me. I like this a lot. <laughs> yes, Trix is just like, I don't know. I mean, I spent 50 years with him, and it's not nice to me. And then,、uh, as he's hugging Paulton, the rest of you can、uh, sort of see in Simon's eyes、uh, a look of someone much older than he appears.、Um, there are machinations. Behind those glossy blue eyes of his.、Um, and、uh, he relaxes in Paulton's、uh, embrace, but you can see he's thinking about other things. Evelyn assumes that he's planning a surprise party for everyone as a thank you. That, that must be it, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. <laughs> and that's where we'll stop. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's, no. he's like scooting, Paul, or he's scooting Simon upstairs. He's like, come on, buddy, I'm going to teach you all about the fourth wall. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I never really got that. It's okay. You will soon. All right.、Uh, so before we leave,、uh, let us just say、um, PAX Unplugged is over.、Uh, congratulations on all of you for surviving a DM less session. Shouldn't have been too、Thank、hard.、Um, I also want to thank、uh, Mazmataz for sending us. Some Christmas gifts here at the Watsi offices, including this adorable baby gift in a diaper. <laughs> Worth sharing. All right. I have, no other I have no other announcements except we are off next week because、uh, there's a Wizards event going on and the Wizards staff is going to be consumed next Tuesday with other things. So we decided、uh, to hold off. So our last game of the year will be not next Tuesday, but the 18th. And that will be,、um, that will send us off into the new year, and then we'll be back in January.、Uh, if you missed the PAX Unplugged Merriment, you can watch the VODs on Twitch. You can watch our live episode, as well as the Acquisitions, and Tax, or Acquisitions Incorporated episode that Evelyn was on on Slash PAX. And I also recommend checking out the clip section of that because a lot of people clipped. Really great moments, especially between Paulton and Diaz. So, thank you to all of you who watched and clipped. And you can also watch our Ask the Waffle Crew Anything panel, which was, I believe, streamed on PAX 2. And that will be again in the videos section. And also, I don't think I'm allowed to say yet what, but we have a Christmas surprise for you, content wise, coming、mm -hmm. out. Yes, we do. And it will happen very, very soon. So, keep a close eye on all of our social media. Because even though we'll be off next week, there should be something to entertain you. Yes. And right now, you're probably thinking to yourself, oh man, this sure was an insane episode. Oh, that <laughs> great. Oh man, that Fireside episode sure had a lot of backstory and character development. I would love to be able to talk about it. But where? Where? The Dice Camera Action subreddit. At reddit.com slash r slash dice camera action and join in all the discussion and fan art and speculations and fan theories and et cetera, et cetera, over at that amazing community. There's also a dice camera action Discord, which you can find the link in the subreddit. So please feel free to go on over there.、Uh, on that note, yes. was there like a, I don't know, some kind of link you could spam? 
so glad you asked. <laughs> I also wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who came out and met us at PAX Unplugged. There were so many of you and that was amazing. And also plenty of you bought uh, Dice Camera Action shirts, pins, and pop sockets. And we loved seeing them out in the wild. We were so thankful that you supported us that way. And if you would tweet pictures of yourselves wearing them or using them, that would make us super happy. Please tag us. And we'd love to see that. And thank you for supporting us. We really appreciate it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yay. That was great. Right. Also, it is uh, officially D&D December. So if you are doing any kind of Dungeons & Dragons celebrations or really anything at all, feel free to put in the hashtag DNDecember wherever you're posting it to help join in the fun celebration. And that's all, folks. All right, so we'll see you in a couple weeks. And until then, take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. <laughs>